Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of This Week in Marketing. I'm your host Sajid Islam and today we will be counting down all the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of June 8, 2020. As always, we are starting our top 10 countdown with an update from LinkedIn who published a new guide on content marketing in times of uncertainty. This advice was filled with industry heavyweights and business-to-business marketeers and experts. The guide shows entrepreneurs why content marketing is more important than ever, especially during these challenging times. Some of the topics covered in the guides are about putting your audience's need first as well as building trust and adapting your content marketing. It also covers integrating your organic content and paid content to drive growth as well as measuring and reporting the return of investment of your efforts. Now, if you're interested to check out this guide, go over to our show's page where you will find the link to this guide. In my opinion, this is a great thing that's coming out of LinkedIn and they have actually go ahead and gathered around all the experts. So please, please, please do make an effort to check this out. Our next update is on Twitter. Twitter is working on new ways for us to respond to a tweet with an emoji. It is not yet clear how this will work because this is not the first time Twitter is experimenting on using emojis. In fact, it had already tested different formats which obviously didn't catch on. If you ask me, I will tell you this is going to be a very interesting experiment for Twitter just because you know Facebook has emojis. However, I don't think Facebook is measuring that but Twitter wants to measure it and how are you going to measure if someone were to say laughing out loud and rolling out laughing. Let's see how this thing all plays out, but it should be a good way to respond to tweets that are really great and we just don't want to type it down lol. Let's move on to our eighth update of the week, which is an update on TikTok. ByteDance, the developer of TikTok, is adding restrictions that will stop Chinese-based staff from accessing its data. This new internal policy means that employees working on apps and services who are located in China are largely stripped of access to sensitive data, including but not limited to TikTok. This news made it to a round of notable news is only because, you know, overall there has always been a concern about, you know, TikTok slash ByteDance storing American data on Chinese servers and thus giving Chinese government access to American users and all those things. In fact, to the point where US politicians, congressmen and senators have actually suggested that, you know, and investigated and suggested that we stop using TikTok, especially government employees. So now by cutting off access to TikTok's data for Chinese-based employee is actually a move in the right direction, which basically means that TikTok is actually doubling down in taking the market share in the US, which is basically a threat for Facebook. Again, if you are not on TikTok, this is a good time. It's a good signal for you to say, you know, now it's time to move on to TikTok. Our update number seven is on Facebook Messenger. Facebook is adding new option to switch between personal and business accounts in Messenger. This is amazing news for business owners and Facebook page managers because now we can respond to customer messages and easily toggle between our personal accounts and business accounts. The new business 
Inbox is now being rolled out in Messenger apps on iOS and will be coming soon to Android. I personally have not seen this feature yet. However, I think this is a great, especially for someone such as myself. I have my personal inbox as well as multiple Facebook pages where I get messages. So switching, toggling back and forth would definitely make it easier because sometimes, you know, I even if when I'm using the iPad app and, you know, toggling back and forth could be a cumbersome thing. Update number six is all about Twitter again. Twitter is bringing back an option to apply for profile verification and this time with clearer guidelines. In the past, getting our accounts verified on Twitter was always unclear and it was a hit and miss because it was managed internally and it wasn't open for public requests. Now they're planning to open it up for public requests. So if you ever wanted to get your Twitter profiles verified, make sure you have all your ducks in the row. So as soon as the process gets rolled out, you can apply and get your profile verified. Another thing that Twitter is also working on or they've announced is that list discovery option uh, it, they're still testing it however you know they took the effort to inform all of us that you know they are working on this option this option will make us easier to connect with different topics across the platform depending on our interest according to Twitter the way it's going to work is that they're gonna Twitter is gonna show us a various list of topics and other stuff and then you know we can follow any streams that we are interested in we can pin this list on our alternate feed and also can create and share list with others they have an announced when this will be available for everyone else but twitter is definitely work hard to expand their focus on to just more than following people and interacting with people and what this also think you know from an industry ad perspective you know uh, what this will be do is it will keep people on the twitter platform longer it will have better interests on people like you know, if i'm following say sports nfl then you know they could start to tag and i would be able to run ads against people who are on twitter between the age of so and so and uh, are following or interested in NFL. Think of those long term, the you know, in terms of marketing and what this enables if they were to roll it out completely or globally. But this is definitely a step in the right direction and seems like Twitter is figuring out how do they keep more people on their platform longer, show them relevant content that they're interested in, as well as how can they sell then more ad space to advertisers. Update number five is all about Google Ads, actually in particular about Google Marketing Platform slash Display Video 360. According to Google, the Display and Video 360's connected TV available inventory surged by 75% in April 2020 from the previous year. And this doesn't even include YouTube and YouTube TV, which is over 100 million people watch on their TV screens each month in the US. Google being Google and seeing the opportunity that is being presented with this enormous amount of, you know, inventory. Google has decided to include a series of tools in Display and Video 360 that makes it easier for digital media buyers to discover and secure ad inventory on high quality streaming content. So what this basically means that now anyone who is using Google marketing platform which is kind of in on the high end of their offering and you would be able to use this Display and Video 360 and then you would be able to find deals with Disney Media, ABC, ESPN, Freeform, FX, Hulu and whatnot. Well, the reason why I'm mentioning this, even though, you know, we may not be or my audience or my speakers may not be using Google marketing platform yet, is that it's about where this is moving to. 
right? If you think about 10 years ago to put an ad in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times or Washington Post, you'd have to call up each and every newspapers individually and kind of, you know, negotiate your own deal. Google is taking a step in that direction in terms of TV and video. And now it's through this marketplace, what they have offering is the making it a one-stop go for large customers, but eventually expect to trickle down to, you know, small businesses and other self-server independent advertisers to be able to advertise on these big channels and big TVs. So this is actually a step in the right direction from Google when it comes to integrating it and creating a marketplace, especially, and they're tackling with the largest media buyers right now. This is very encouraging. And this is why we felt like, you know, this is worth notable news that I should be sharing. Update number four is still on Google Ads. However, it's a little bit different from Google marketing platform that we covered in update number five. So according to Google, looks like they're going to ban discriminatory targeting for housing, employment and credit ads based on gender, age, marital status or zip code. If that sounds familiar, then it's because Facebook made a similar move late last year. Google announced its intention on Thursday, but the changes won't be fully implemented in the United States and Canada until the end of 2020. Just to note that, you know, Google's ad policies already prohibit personalization based on sensitive categories, including race, religion, sexual orientation, national origin, and disability. And now they're going to add all the other things on top of that because the option to target and buy is the same token exclude people by age, gender, and other related targeting parameters is an invitation to discriminate against certain populations. Now, if you were to ask me, I would definitely say, well, this is a step in the right directions. While it is sad to see all these options are going away, while there was a lot of good use for these options, I can also see, you know, how this could be a double-edged sword and actually some a bad actor or a bad advertisers could be using this to promote their credit card or a housing or some things by excluding people which is really unfair and illegal in the US. So you know what overall I'm sure we as an advertisers marketers will find other ways to be able to reach these people that we wanted to reach before and actually this just keeps the bad apples at bay. Top three on our list is on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is testing a new current status option to help us keep connections updated on what we are working on at any given time. The current status allows you to post a one-line summary with up to 75 maximum characters that would appear on different surfaces within the app. It would then be displayed when people hover over your profile within the app. So with this feature, you can use this to share insights into professional attendance, sharing meetup opportunities or lighthearted updates or simply as a conversation starters. Now, if you were to ask me, think of this, it's a very different step in the right direction. Why do I say different is because, you know, no other social platforms doing that. However, I would be very surprised if Facebook doesn't copy this feature if this catches on. If you find someone's LinkedIn profile very interesting for whatever reason and you could hover it and see, you know, hey, maybe there is a way for me to connect with this person now or catch up or maybe this person has this open thing, open Zoom room or a conference room or, a, you know, huddle Friday or coffee chat. Tuesdays, things like that. And then you could just jump on it and interact with that person. So this is a very good tool. And that's why I said, you know, it's something we have to wait and watch. But I really like this idea. I hope, you know, LinkedIn keeps this around forever. Now we move on to our top two of this week's updates. 
Facebook has added Wikipedia knowledge boxes to certain search results. Several users have reported seeing this new knowledge panel type display for some queries while using Facebook app. The panel displays a summary of information from Wikipedia such as biographical information and links to any official Instagram accounts. Unfortunately, this feature is not yet available to everyone and there is still no information whether it will be launched globally. And while we are on the topic of Facebook, allow me to share the update from Facebook on Facebook news, which is available to all all the users in the US. News is a dedicated tab that currently houses local news for users in the US. Publishers on the news tab are selected based on integrity. The list is designed to eliminate publishers that share fake news and clickbaits, which is one of the biggest nuisances when using this Facebook app. Now it's time to see what update made it to the top of her list, which is Snapchat. Snapchat announced several updates this week which includes action bar, voice activated lenses and overview of his new video conversion tool. So let's get into the details. Snapchat is bringing a range of new augmented reality features in order to tap into the rising popularity of his digital experience tools. They're adding local lenses which will allow users to engage with shared AR world built right on top of our neighborhood. Just think you and your friends can virtually paint and edit certain buildings or landmarks and those actions will remain visible to others within the app. Snapchat is also expanding its scan options within lenses which is offering new ways to identify objects and trigger AR responses within this snap camera. Some of the expanded scan options include plant snap to identify known plants and trees, dog scanner to recognize dog breeds, nutrition scanners to get a rating on the quality of ingredients in many packaged food and even partnering with brands like Louis Vuitton to enable scanning of the LV logo to link to AR experiences. The voice scan option that they are adding will provide lens results based on voice comments you can just tell snap to change your hair color and voila you will have a different color of hair the other thing they're adding as well are happening now features which enable users to stay up to date with latest news and events places listing will be added to the snap map they are here also focusing on health and mental well-being resources to provide new tools to expand its support and lastly you know they're pro providing they're adding a new video conversion tool that provides businesses to convert their horizontally aligned video content into a vertical format clips for snapchat this tool has a range of functional options if you had to ask me snapchat is becoming a platform that used to be this sending out a text and then the text getting deleted to kind of maturing into becoming like an augmented reality platform is really taking shape and it's amazing to see what snapchat is actually actually building and where it's shifting the industry. It's actually, if you're to ask me, I would say Snapchat is about five to seven years ahead of the curve in terms of you know where social media like facebook is all focused on today snapchat is building something that's seven years or ten years ahead of today and they're just investing in that platform already folks that's it for this week in marketing and that these were the all important updates for this week if you'd like to read more make sure you visit our show page where you will find the links to all the articles and if you enjoyed this episode of this week in marketing make sure you subscribe and give us a thumbs up you can also like us on facebook and linkedin to stay updated and connected once again this is your host Ajit islam signing off until next week thank you for tuning in this week it was a pleasure to serve you all Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.